the desert. For the macho man glared at the schoolteacher and raised his voice. No one could tell him anything about adventures in the Middle East. He had eaten sheep's eyes and run an illegal still in Saudi Arabia and had been thrown in prison in Riyadh, escaping his jailers the day before his hand was due to get chopped off. Geordie looked crushed and put down. Archie McLean began to feel irritated with Randy. The big man could have let wee Geordie have his say. The air of the bar was stuffy with cigarette smoke. His wife was a mighty washer and cleaner, and the collar of his starched shirt was rubbing against the mosquito bites on his neck. He saw Geordie creeping out of the bar and followed him. "'Don't pay him nae heed,' said Archie, catching up with Geordie. "'He likes his crack.' "'He's a braggart and a liar,' said Geordie, primly. "'I don't believe any of his stories.' "'I'm getting pretty tired of him myself,' said Archie. "'We used to all sit around and have a wee bit of gossip. "'Now we all hate to listen to that big tumshy blethering on and on and on. "'Damn they midges! "'They've got the teeth of them like razors this year. "'Oh, here's our local bobby. "'Do you ken, Macbeth? "'I have seen the constable about the village, "'but have not yet spoken to him.' said Geordie. "'Hey, Macbeth!' called Archie. "'Come and meet the latest incomer.' They had reached the harbour, where fishing boats rose and fell at anchor on an oily swell. It was Sunday, the Lord's Day, which meant the bar might be open, but taking a fishing boat out was flying in the face of Providence. Hamish Macbeth, Loch police constable, was ambling along the waterfront towards them. He was a tall, lanky Highlander with flaming red hair, a thin, sensitive face, and hazel eyes. Geordie judged him to be in his mid-thirties. "'This here is Geordie Mackenzie,' said Archie. "'He's just moved into Loch "'Aye, I know,' said Hamish. His voice had a Highland lilt. "'You've taken Thorn Cottage up the hill a bit behind the curries. Where did you come from?' "'Inverness, Mr. Macbeth. Hamish.' said the policeman. I'm called Hamish. He gave a gentle smile, and the lonely Geordie felt warmed by it. Hamish it is. I've just left the bar over there, Hamish, because I cannot stand the lies and bragging of that Randy Duggan any more. No harm in a few lies, said Hamish easily. He told quite a lot himself. You don't have to listen. Oh, but I do, said Geordie, burning with resentment all over again. His voice fair dominates the bar. Aye, I suppose it does. But so long as he's paying for the drinks, said Hamish, there'll always be folk to listen. Isn't that right, Archie? Och, well, Archie shuffled his feet. It was a wee bit of fun at first, but now it's too much. But you can hardly tell a fellow that size to shut up. Now that's where you're wrong, said Geordie eagerly. He was emboldened by this friendly conversation. He hasn't come up against an educated man before, of that I am certain. Hamish looked amused. We are not all village peasants, Geordie. I'm sorry, said Geordie quickly. I didn't mean to be rude, but someone should stand up to him. Och, be careful, man, cautioned Hamish. The further away a man gets from his last fight, the braver he gets. I have a feeling in my bones that Don Randy could be a nasty customer. I think he's all wind and bluster, said Geordie. Hamish studied the little man thoughtfully. Geordie, he thought, 
must be in his late sixties, and had probably never been in a fight since he was a schoolboy. Hamish was lazy. He smelt trouble coming, but was reluctant to make any effort to stop it. Randy Duggan had appeared out of the blue a few weeks before. He had tried to book into the Tommel Castle Hotel, but Colonel Halberton Smythe, the owner, had taken one horrified look at him and said there were no vacancies. Randy had rented a holiday cottage up on the hill near Geordie's. The colonel had reported various spiteful attacks of vandalism, fences cut, the back wall of the hotel spray-painted with a large four-letter word, and the windows of the gift shop broken. Hamish wondered whether Duggan, the macho man, was taking his spite out on the colonel, but, as yet, he had no proof. Hamish was beginning to think that the big man was a phony. In his cups, his accent slipped and became more Scottish than American.